What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Trader Without a Radio. This is your host, Trader. You already know. Ah, hold on, hold on. Because sometimes I feel like you're gonna do it, and I don't want to like overdo it. You know like, what I'm saying? I'm gonna do what? The intro. You got it. Oh, hey, everybody. Well, no. <laughs> and uh, now we're live, no. and uh, we're here. Um, welcome back to another episode. Uh, like I said, this is uh, Trader Without Radio, so you never know what's going to happen, and we're always recording live, so we don't edit anything, and we don't have a post-production team. Um, this is going raw, like, we're on YouTube right now. Oh, we're live. Yeah. Yeah, say hi in the chat. No. Hey, ooh, imagine. Live we should go live. That would be dope. That would be cool. Um, yeah, welcome back to another episode, and this week we are going to be talking about uh, a lot of things Chicago, man. A lot of things Chicago, man. A lot of things Chicago, man. Chicago, man. Chicago, man. Who says that? Chicago, man. I don't know. Kanye West? Lupe Fiasco. Yeah, close. Um, <laughs> who do you think of when you think of Chicago sports? Oh, my God. This is the perfect. Just going to dive in there. It's Derek Rose, man. Really? Yeah. Is that, that scripted? That's who I is think that... of. <laughs> wow. No, just... no, no, no. Like, all, all things, all, all planning aside, the yeah. person that I think of when I think of Chicago sports is Derek Rose. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, why? Why is that? Well, well, because he plays for the Bulls, no. right? Because I mean, I don't, I don't follow baseball all that much. I don't follow football all that much. The only sports that I follow is basketball. Oh, and okay. So, you know, when Derrick Rose was drafted in Chicago, was like good. Yeah. You know, that's who I associate with. Right. Or who I associate Chicago sports with. Yeah, I I think that would be a, a valid reason. Um, wow, you don't follow baseball at all? Like, oh my god! See, like, no, like <laughs> every time this comes up, <laughs> like that's baseball. Like that's you remember like Sammy Sosa and like well, uh, yeah, like I know who he is, yeah, yeah. But like, but you never cared about, yeah, yeah. Like in the same way that everyone knows who uh, Michael Jordan is. Like who? even if you don't, nah, uh, <laughs> even if you don't follow sports or basketball, odds are you know who that is. No, that's true. Um, yeah, no, that's that's a great uh, segue, I guess, because uh, I really wanted to talk today about. Um, the recent documentary that came out for Derrick Rose. Um, yeah. I think they called it Poo. 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 Which <laughs> is really cool, like, if you think about it, um, that they named it after his childhood name. Um, before we dive into that, though, I want to talk a little bit about our viewers and the um, the giveaway that we were talking about last, last week. Oh, the Fandango gift card. We oh. have a thing about fingers, bro. We got to stop. <laughs> I was about to say, so last time it was one finger, yeah. now we're doing the whole hand. Now we're doing all four. Um, <laughs> real quick, before we get into this Derek Rose, uh, Rose conversation, which uh, which platform should we do the, the giveaway on? Uh, that's a good question. I haven't given you much of that. I feel like just the best one to get the most people would be if we just did it via Facebook. Facebook? I was thinking that too. Because that, that's the one that has the most, uh, the widest... That's the widest net that we can cast. Yeah. That has the most audience, I guess. And uh, do you think it would be a good idea to like go with them to the movies? What if it's some weirdo like <laughs> guy from Kansas that follows us randomly? I, hey, we're going to go to the movies with him. We're going to Kansas. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. See, All right, we're we're talking <laughs> about how it's going to be weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then let's, let's set it up on Facebook, and uh, we should do it for, for a new uh, – maybe we could do it with Avengers. Ooh, Ooh do you have your Avengers, Avengers tickets? I've had my Avengers tickets for like two weeks now. Oh shit! Nice. Did you? Uh, are you going on the midnight? No, fuck all that. Oh, okay, that's, yeah. that's stupid. No. Wow. I don't, I don't know. Actually, I I probably could have because I I bought my tickets 
Well, I got in line to buy my tickets at 8 a.m., like the day that they went out. Oh, wow. I bought them like at 2.30 in the afternoon. Really? You were waiting in line that whole time? Yeah. It's like a Lollapalooza fucking... Yeah, it's like that. Wow. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe I could have actually booked them for that time. Yeah. Because when I actually when I actually came up and I was able to purchase my tickets, mm-hmm. there was like four seats missing. So, like oh, wow. the whole theater was still unbooked. So, maybe it would have been unbooked at those screenings but i don't i don't know i feel like probably not okay so then um we'll we'll give out more information this week yeah regarding we'll, uh, we'll figure out contest. what movie maybe uh detective pikachu Ooh, that'd be a good one assuming that they're into pokemon and stuff well if they're not they lost well <laughs> <laughs> i saw the trailer for that the other day uh i'm still i still can't get over the whole like live live action pokemon pikachu? yeah Cause it's not just Pikachu. They some oh, cameos. Well, yeah, they have some them. cameos. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I know. I saw Mew. Uh, Mewtwo in one of the. Yeah, they got Mr. Previews. Mime. Uh, the fucking. Well, they got all of them. Yeah, that's crazy. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get into that. And another thing I want to tell you guys, we are going to Wisconsin this weekend. Um. By the time you watch this, we had gone to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh. For the Joey Diaz. Um, Joey Diaz. Fifty six and still slinging dick tour. Oh yeah, that that's great. That's such a creative name, bro. Like. You think he came up with that like out of his ass? He's like, oh, I'm gonna name my tour. I feel, I feel like it was he was in the bathroom, just like whatever, writing on a piece of notebook paper because that's what he does. Right. He's so man. That guy's a genius. Uh, for everyone listening that doesn't know who Joey Diaz is, you should go check him out. He's really funny. I think you should check out his stand up before anything. Um, what are the chances of us like meeting him, bro? Because uh, probably really low. Really low, right? Just like. Uh, from listening to his podcast and stuff, how he talks about how he likes to get in, do his thing, and get out. Like yeah. he he's not he's not one to fuck around. You know, what? even though like I know that, I feel like I'm not even mad at him for doing that. Right? You know, like, like he just accept it. Like, yeah, like yeah, that's Joey. Because he even talks about like if you ever run into him at a restaurant or a bar, like don't buy him shots, like yeah. don't fuck around, like <laughs> don't bring him ranch for his wings, like yeah, it's like, yeah. what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, um, yeah, he's so cool though. I don't know. I think I think we could get close to meeting him. Right, like we would have to. What does that mean? Like you almost meet him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he's walking Bro. down a hallway, and then you walk down that hallway two minutes later. Like almost yeah. met him. Smells like Joey in here. <laughs> no. Just smells that like ranch. That actually happened to me with uh, this volleyball player that I follow, and he has a YouTube channel. Um, it's two brothers, and they were on tour for this volleyball AVP tour. So when they came to Chicago, I was like, oh, they're gonna have you know Chicago vlog. It's gonna be dope. I, right. I, I gotta go meet them. So uh, me and my girlfriend, we go to this tournament, and I kid you not, there's like thousands of people on North Avenue Beach, right? Right. As soon as we walk in, I was explaining to her, I was like, all right, look, like, I know they're here. They have a couple of games set up today. Uh, this is our goal. Like, we got to meet one of the brothers. Uh-huh. She's like, okay, what does he look like? And as soon as she said that, bro, I see him walk by, right? Oh, and, like, he that's has, what he looks like. Bro, like, like yeah. And he has his, like, camera in hand, like, with the tripod. Like, yeah. he's, you know, he's a, vlogging he's, like, and stuff. Thing? Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's him. And then she goes, oh, well, go talk to him. Like, go, go say hi. And I was like, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, I'll go. So, dude, I got nervous, right? And, like, a fangirl, I got fucking nervous. <laughs> it's like when you're little and your mom's, like, telling you to go say bye to your aunt. Right? Like, go, mijo, ya, ya nos vamos, go. Yeah, no. dile. yeah, yeah, exactly. So she was like, go. And yeah. then <laughs> I'm going. As soon as I'm, like, building momentum that way, dude, he turns around and, like, walks out, like, leaves Aww. the general area, and, like, I didn't want to follow him, you know, because yeah. that's, that's weird. So I was like, ah, oh, sh- okay, I'll, I'll, see, I'll see him later, like, no. you know. Yeah, like, <laughs> don't, baby, come back. Like, you know, like, but it, I mean, I didn't get to meet him. 
apparently i don't know what happened but so that's um, what you want to do with joey diaz yeah i want to like vaguely like be like in the same almost like, meet him right like arm distance like i can almost <laughs> touch you <laughs> right because you know how they say, like, oh, you don't know if your idol is going to be weird, like, when you meet him. Right. Yeah. Which you don't know what they're going to be like. Yeah. So. All right. Well, uh, we'll I, don't know, I feel out. like meeting Joey is going to be the same as listening to his podcast. Like, that voice, man. Like, if you could just, man, I'm excited to hear him laugh. Bro, when he gets all into it, he starts laughing. He's all excited. You got the sweat rolling down. <laughs> So everyone listening, yeah. I know this is a weird ass conversation to have because you're first of all, you're like, who the fuck is this Joey guy and right. why is he sweaty? You know, like, <laughs> why is he sweaty? But this guy, well, I'm always correct. This guy is so like, I don't know. His voice is just so like, you know, it's him. Yeah, it's Kinda so like, unique. It's so unique, and like his attitude is so unique. This guy gives me motivation on Monday morning, so now I don't want to wake up, bro. Like honestly, all those like Twitter posts, yep. uh, Instagram, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's dope. Um. Shout out to Joey, man. So, I think uh, with that being said, would you want to meet Derrick Rose if you see him in the streets of Chicago? Ooh. Ah. Damn. You just 180 <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, I, I think I would. Yeah. Cause even, I, even more so, like, after watching this documentary, mm-hmm. like, just ex- him explaining himself and stuff. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think he's he's more of a people person, but he's very, like, antisocial. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Uh, what I got. Even while watching him play, and more so after watching this documentary. Yeah, um, I know in the documentary they were talking about how he doesn't really like doing like interviews and like, you know, you can't get him to answer questions, or you can't get his team, or you can't get right. like his family to answer questions. Why do you think that is, man? Like, you think that's just his personality, or he just tries to avoid the spotlight? I think so. I think it's just part of his personality, like part of his upbringing, probably too. Yeah, because like growing up in Inglewood. I mean, you probably don't want to be asking questions. Like, you don't want people to notice you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, you're trying to just go get by unnoticed. Cause yeah. Nine times out of ten, if somebody's noticing you in Inglewood, it's not for something good. Right. Well, yeah, because uh, at the beginning of the documentary, I know they were talking about how um, at the park, there was a couple of rules. Like, either you were there to gangbang, you're there to sell drugs, or you're there to play ball. Right. And, like, the, the gangbangers would, like, kind of make sure that the ball players were taken care of, like, you can't mess with the ball players. Yeah, that was they so would, weird. Yeah, I it's thought such that was a really weird cool. System. They yeah. would stick up for the ball players because they were ball players. Right, right. And it's like if you go to any other park, any other like neighborhood, like chances are you're gonna get robbed or fucking beat yeah, up. Like it doesn't matter what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really cool because it's kind of it kind of reminds me of like I don't know if you ever heard that Serena Williams and Venus Williams story. How the dad used to like uh, clean up the tennis court in their in their park and like kind of like oh, brush, really? brush away the the neighborhood like thugs and be like oh my daughters have to practice like you guys gotta uh-huh. stop loitering you know huh i didn't know about that yeah that's pretty cool where um, did they grow up you know what? i don't know <laughs> ruined it right i don't know so much momentum like you, you so much momentum going man bro the thing about okay so what i've learned throughout this podcast experience is if you have a conversation with renee you cut you got to come with the facts bro like you're so <laughs> factual like I could be talking about, oh, yeah, so, dude, I had spaghetti the other day. And you're like, oh, where's spaghetti originating? You know, like, <laughs> like where did they make the sauce? Bro, I had spaghetti. Like, how the, <laughs> I bought it at fucking Jewel. No. Oh, what brand yeah. was it? Exactly. See, like, you got to come you gotta come with <laughs> See, it, See, I would have asked what brand it is, but. <laughs> no, no, no. What did you say? What kind of spaghetti? Yeah, what kind of spaghetti? Like, where, oh, yeah. where... was it angel hair? Was it. Wow. <laughs> 
Linguini. Linguini, Pastrini, Momamba. Mo, mo no. <laughs> it's all spaghetti. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, come with the facts if you have a conversation with Renee. Apparently. If, if you get to meet Renee in the street, don't ask those stupid-ass questions. Well, like, you're there for one reason. No. You're there to tell me where spaghetti comes from. Yeah, for real. Um, so, yeah, going back to <laughs> going back to Derrick Rose. Uh, dude, the so the documentary, I didn't like how it aired on that special like, Oh, my God. Website. Bro, let me, let me talk about that. Yeah, I yeah. was so pissed. Well, how, how'd it go? Well, because, like... Okay, so they made the documentary. Yeah, that's cool. But the documentary is basically free. Like, you can log online and just watch it. Yeah. But I hate how... I I don't know. I guess I don't understand Stadium as a whole. Because it's basically an online TV channel. Yeah, Stadium is the website that hosts the documentary. Yeah. And thank you. I forgot to say that. Yeah. Um, So it's an online thing. And, you know, with most things online, you could just click a button and you start watching it, you know, or like when you're watching something on Netflix or YouTube or whatever, you click it and you start watching whenever you want. Right. But they have an actual schedule, like they're a TV channel, like they're Fox or something. Yeah, I noticed that. And I was super confused by that because I was like, oh, it's out. Like, I could just watch it. But, but no. They literally have day by day, time by time, yeah. like Eastern. Yeah. And the, the dumb thing is, I think once they finish, because on that page they only had like five or six showings listed. Mm-hmm. I think once that last showing happens, they're just going to put it on YouTube or something. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I was just, I, I was so annoyed because, you know, I was trying to watch it, and I was looking up the watch times, and I was like, okay, this is dumb. So I tried, like, looking at looking it up to see if someone else had, uh, like, recorded it and yeah. put it up online somewhere. And I couldn't find anything related to that, so that pissed me off even more. <laughs> so then... When it was going to come on, I wasn't watching it, but I just recorded the whole thing so I could watch it later. Yeah, I noticed that, yeah. You put it in our uh, Google Drive. Yeah, and then I went through, and I was like, oh, there's commercials in this. That's stupid. So I went and I took the commercials out. <laughs> I was going to ask you, bro, like, how did you get the commercials to, like, yeah, you fucking yeah, I, skipped I, over all I of them. I put it into Premiere and chopped the commercials out. Are you serious? Oh, bro, that was super clutch. <laughs> I put it into Premiere, cut the commercials out, exported it again, and yeah. then uploaded it. It's kind of like when you're watching like The Office or something on Netflix, and they just like it just goes black, but then it comes right back on. That's <laughs> right. exactly what he did. Okay, that makes a lot more sense now. I'm glad oh you, my God. you mentioned that. It was, it was so annoying. So I really hate how they went about releasing it, I guess. Yeah. How they're trying to... I, I don't know what their goal is. I think uh, since there was buzz around the premiere, I think they were just trying to create traffic and kind of get people to get viewership viewership on their website. Because I, I didn't know what stadium was before mm-hmm. this. Like, I had never heard of it. Um, but I was messing around with the website, and it's not just basketball and documentaries. Like, it's, like, other sports, and, like, yeah. you can see highlights. And it's kind of like a, like a, like a watered-down ESPN, really. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Um, so that in that sense, I thought it was pretty cool. But you're right; it was annoying how you can't mm. just watch it whenever you want. Yeah, that's where um, um, Stadium is actually the company that broadcasts the ADL games. Oh, really? So that's how I had known of them before. Oh, nice. Okay, so then do they do that um, like with a bunch of teams around the nation, or is it? Yeah, like... so they'll do like a game of the week or whatever type. Oh, thing. that's pretty badass. Okay, so then yeah, it is like a. It's like a watered down ESPN. Watered down ESPN, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that alone annoyed me. It made me almost <laughs> not want to watch it. You know, I didn't know that this shit was going to be like two hours long, bro. Like it was like an, an hour 
like 40 some yeah it was exactly um, yeah an hour and 40 exactly because well, you cut out the commercials right yeah the yeah. runtime was uh 100 minutes so yeah, yeah. with that's, commercials it was like two hours that's crazy um and speaking of networks i did like how they reached out to like stacy king oh and, my like, god the radio cool. host that yeah. over at uh abc and stuff um that was really cool and i was reading up on i was reading this review on on the documentary and they kind of gave me a, a, a different insight because they were saying how when you hear when you remember like watching the bulls play during that time you remember uh-huh. stacy king getting all excited and getting like you know idolizing rose while he's right. you know and they were kind of saying like of course they're gonna have him on for the documentary because he's gonna make him look better than what he kind of was um oh, do you feel that do you feel that derrick rose's highlights were kind of pushed a little bit more by the the commenters and like huh you know what i'm saying because stacy king was a big fan of rose um and so was the other guy and no they funk. were yeah they were saying that it was kind of like a biased thing, but every announcer for every team is going to be biased. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's I mean, the same thing with any any yeah. hometown announcer. I think a neutral like announcer would be like fucking Charles Barkley. Yeah, like, like you would have to get like a national broadcaster. Yeah. Um, but right. yeah, they were saying like, oh, he wasn't even that good. But oh, okay. Stacey King no. was the one that developed the too fast, too strong. Yeah, you know, like, and actually just uh, listening to that and throughout the whole documentary, like the little cuts from Stacy King talking. <laughs> it was so cool just to hear those. Cause you know, Derek Rose hadn't been that, Der- that version of Derek Rose in so yeah. long. So just hearing them was really cool. And like, it, it put kind of put everything in perspective for me about yeah. how, how crazy it was to watch Derek Rose play, bro. For the little time that we had him, I feel like that was a moment where we were like, Holy shit. Like we we got one you know like yeah like yeah and uh, i had forgotten about this but the documentary reminded me it was so nostalgic to like see him like yeah see the highlights and shit and uh yeah that's 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 where i was getting to because like watching his highlights in documentary as weird as it might be every so often i watch like a derrick rose highlight video (laughs) on youtube Yeah, yeah. and it's it's like mind blowing to like watch his highlights oh my god the way he cuts down the middle and like that's why i was gonna say that I, it's he's not being overhyped by Stacey King or like by whoever. Like I, I don't think that argument's valid at all. Like yeah, no matter what your opinion is on him, you can't deny that he was an MVP. <laughs> right. Yeah, and he was the most valuable player in the league. Yeah, and I liked his self campaign where he was like, "Why not?" You know, like yeah. I had totally forgotten that was even the thing. Like, why not? Why why can't I be MVP? Why can't I do this, bro? That oh man, um. So like that, and then just hearing Stacy King, bro, like <laughs> all all the Stacy King quotes, like the two bag, two bag, no, bro, two bags, two bags, no, damn, back paper when the, plastic, back when you didn't have to pay for the bags in Chicago. Wow, oh, that tax, yeah, that's seven cents, man. Yeah, that'll get you. No, that too big, too fast, too good, uh, too strong. Yeah, and then uh, we were every time he did a dunk, he's like, oh, did you not get the memo? <laughs> right, right. So he's like, uh. I forgot what it was. Like, whenever he would, like, catch a lob and dunk it, it's like, ladies and gentlemen, that is your point guard. Wow. Like, hearing all of those, like, I was like, damn, like, that was Derrick Rose. That was it. That was Derrick Rose. Like, that's what I would watch every day. There was one part in the documentary where he himself kind of breaks down a dunk that he had where he cocks back. Oh. And, like, he does this, like... Yeah, yeah, and they compared it to, like, a scorpion getting ready to attack. Yeah. I thought that was the coolest shit, like... (laughs) He kind of even felt it, like, you know? Yeah. That's dope. That was really cool. 
Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like having Stacey King or any of the Bulls, uh, anyone like involved with the Bulls organization was like overhyping him or anything. Yeah, I mean, uh, you you can't take that away from him. He was he was amazing, and they even had Jakeem Noah even talk about him and how good he was, and yeah, and he, you could tell like he, they were so passionate about playing with each other, like. You could tell that there was more of a brotherhood than it was just regular right. teammates. Right, like they weren't just teammates. Yeah, which I was surprprised. Why didn't they get like Luol Deng and like other? Yeah, I was wondering that, and it was weird because throughout the whole documentary, I feel like they cut out a lot of important parts. Yeah, like like what? So <clears throat> they never really talked about uh, his first coach. They never talked about Vinny Del Negro. Ooh, you're right. And like that that was an important part to Derrick Rose becoming the MVP. You know? I forgot about Vinny, you're right. And they he never got mentioned. Like they barely mentioned Luol Dang. Like they didn't mention um like how Kirk Heinrich was you know, he was a starting point guard and he took the bench role and like mentored Derrick Rose his first year and stuff. Yeah. No, you're totally I right. I feel like they left out a lot of important stuff that unless you were actually watching the Bulls during that time, like you would never even know. Yeah, they kinda just like made just, it seem like he just rolled up on the team and like yeah and he was like yeah okay yeah. i'm good yeah which they did talk about how the first uh summer camp he fucking sucked yeah and they were kind of like iffy about him being hyped um but yeah you're right they didn't even man kirk heinrich you remember captain kirk yeah no. like they didn't mention man. that they didn't mention fucking ben gordon at all bro oh my god ben then, gordon had this <laughs> shot I remember, I forgot what game it was, but he took this crazy-ass shot to win the game, uh-huh. and he just stood there, and it was like, <laughs> he pumped his chest after, like, bro, it was so dope to see him, like, shoot. That guy was good, man. It, yeah, and I don't know, I feel like they glossed over a lot of stuff. Yeah. Because I feel like most of the documentary was talking about him, like, before he even got drafted, and then they kind of, like, fast-forwarded through everything, and then only talked about his injuries. Yeah, I, I didn't like how quick they got into the injuries. No. Yeah. <laughs> like like you know it's going to happen and they even got like Chance the Rapper to talk on it like but that, that was pretty cool. They had Chance on it. That was pretty cool. That was like the one biggest name that they had, I I guess you could say. Yeah, aside from uh I mean Paxton, I mean who else? Non basketball. No, like that was it. That was it. The radio people. They did have Jabari Parker talk about it a little bit. That was cool, but he's from Chicago, so well, it yeah, count. So, I mean, so is Chance. So the, but you're <laughs> right, because Chance, I think during that time, 2008, he wasn't even famous yet, so he did have a unbiased right. opinion. He had a normal... He would have had the same experience with watching Derrick Rose as you or I. Yeah, and I like how he was like... You could tell that that the court was his like stage. He kind of compared it to, to being performing. Like a yeah, performance. Being yeah. um, that was really cool. And you, he had a point. Like Chicago at that time... They really needed like Rose to to rep for them because, I mean, the Cubs sucked ass. <laughs> the Blackhawks didn't weren't on their run yet till like 2010. Yep. Um, the Whites. I mean, come on, no, <laughs> <laughs> didn't even finish it. Like, what are you talking about? They had just won a championship in 05. Nah, 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 nah. Fuck that. Um, but yeah, no, the dude, everything Bulls was related there was during that time. Nothing going on in Chicago sports. That's crazy. Or were the Bears good? The Bears were good in the early thousands, weren't they? Yeah, I think it was like 2006 when they were in the Super Bowl. Oh, there you go. See? Yeah, but you know, and then... Nah. Nah, I'm just trying to... <laughs> but you're right, yeah. Uh, that's all they really had was the Bears. Um, so I have I have notes here on selective memory. Uh, they did talk about like his uh, accomplishments, right? They talked right. about his awards. They talked about 
um, his high school attributes, but they didn't really go into detail about his college career. If you, true, they that did was have like his coach five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> like they're like, oh, he decided to go to um, where did he play? Kansas? No, <laughs> look at you. See, I don't even remember. Breaking up, Memphis. Memphis. There you go. Yeah, but they didn't like. They didn't really um, talk about what he did. That that was funny college. actually. Um, there there was a point in the documentary where they listed out all the schools that he was considering, and one of them was DePaul. I was like, yeah. "What the fuck were you gonna do at DePaul, like, bro?" That's the commute. The you save <laughs> you save money on room and board. No. Oh my god, I saw that and I was like, that would have been the dumbest thing he could have done bro. ever. Because yeah. you know it was a bunch of uh, it was a bunch of basketball basketball colleges. So it was Memphis, Kansas, uh, UCLA. I think was in there. Yeah. And some other one that I can't think of, and then DePaul. I was like, "What the? F- what?" I feel like <laughs> with, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he just wanted to stay home to like be closer to his mom. I don't know. But uh, you're right, DePaul. No, not even, mom, not even like a good like basketball. Like, yeah, like what? DePaul made it to the Final Four last year, <laughs> right? Was it them? Wasn't it like uh? It was Loyola. Loyola yeah, yeah. They, yeah, there you go, talking shit. Nah. Um. Yeah, that was pretty funny. And I got uh, a good laugh out of that. I know I know that uh Simeon was good because obviously they showed it, but do you know the backstory on Simeon? Have you seen Yeah, that? I thought they completely glossed over that. I yeah. feel like they could have actually dove into that a little bit and, and that would have been cool for the documentary. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the, the the one Simeon documentary though? Uh Benji? Yeah, that's oh well there you go. That's his name then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was the player who who he he came like not even that far. Not that long before Derrick Rose was there, right? But yeah, he, they, he was like also on the same path. Like he was gonna go to the NBA. He, people thought he was gonna be the next Jordan or whatever. Yeah, and uh, he. Well, actually, this was before, like right before even Jordan was just. This was like the late night, uh, late eighties, early nineties. Oh 90s. yeah, yeah, yep. I got my timelines all mixed up. Yeah, but I thought it was cool how. Well, I, they didn't show this in the documentary, but I think it's cool that that's the reason he wore number twenty-five during high school. Yeah, well, that's a that's a thing with that high school now. Oh, really? Their their best player is always awarded number twenty-five in his honor. Ooh, okay. That's why when uh, yeah, when Derrick Rose was there, he wore twenty-five, and like that that's what they do with that number. Rather than retire it, they just give it to the best player oh, on the team. That's dope. Imagine if every team did that. So it's like, oh, twenty twenty-five. Yeah, that means I earned it. Like right. So that, that kind of thing. And so LeBron would still wear twenty three. <laughs> nah, <laughs> and I forgot what the reasoning was, what the actual reasoning was from the school's standpoint. Because I, that's I when he passed. Was, yeah, yeah. I, I imagine that's what it was. Like he never got to live his dream. So by having other great players wear that number, you know, fulfill he, his... he gets to fulfill his dreams through them. See, and they did not. Talk and they about didn't that. talk about that at all. Yeah. They showed like a picture of him in his jersey, and that was it. Right, that baggy ass jersey. The... Yeah, and I was like, bro, you could have talked about that. Would have been a really good, you know, yeah. point. Like, yeah. would it have killed him to go get the coach from the high school team or something? <laughs> For real, I do like how they they had um, his AAU coach. Yeah, they interviewed him. And at one point, he's like, you know that little dunk he does? Or, like, a little behind the rim up? <laughs> I taught him that. Yeah, he's like, I taught him that. Like, bro, come on, man. You know damn well. Like, <laughs> you know damn well you didn't teach shit. And you still take the blue line every day, and you're your regular ass. Yeah, oh, I think man. I think that's funny, though, man, how um, the whole neighborhood is just, like, he's the first person to make it out of, you know? Right. Inglewood, so to speak. Um, and then there was a... 
there was a quote at one point in the movie that I wrote down and I can't find it on my sheet now, but I think it was from Chance the Rapper. Where like right after you got drafted Oh, it was from Chance. I found it right as I was gonna nice. as I was gonna guess it. Wow, you're just gonna bullshit yeah. it. <laughs> Good. Uh he was like uh when he got drafted it felt like we already won a championship. Ooh. Because, like, that's how excited people were, you know? Because yeah. the Bulls had a 1.7 chance of getting the first pick that year. In the lottery, yeah. Yeah. And they got the pick. They drafted Derrick Rose, and everyone was going crazy. Like, I remember when they drafted Derrick Rose. Yeah, like, 2008, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, they drafted Derrick Rose. Because you remember it was, do you draft Derrick Rose or do you get Michael Beasley? Oh, and he ended up going with uh, the Heat, no? Or... Yeah, he got drafted by Miami. Yeah. Um Bro, imagine if they would have p- chose Beasley over fucking Rose. That would have been stupid. But you're right. It it was like a moment where Chicago was like, damn, like this kid's going to like. Like this is it. This is the dream. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're back. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, Which they did talk about in the documentary how right before the draft, the Bulls called Rose and were like, hey, man, like we might not pick you because of your brother's like criminal past. Yeah. Um, Do you think that's real? Like, do you think that was an exaggeration? Because. Uh, that has nothing to do with Rose. I mean, uh, I think it's real. I, I can see how they would they would take that in consideration. Like, oh, you know, his brother was you know, he was caught. He went to jail for dealing drugs in the past. Yeah. So what's to say he's not going to do something stupid when Derek gives him all this money? Mm, and they don't want to be tied into. Yeah, that. they don't want to be tied with. Oh, you guys drafted Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose's brother shot up a school somewhere. Oh, so sure. by association, now the Bulls organization looks bad. That's you know? not funny, but imagine his brother wearing all Bulls gear. Like, <laughs> how are the Bulls gonna get out of that one? No, <laughs> that's not funny. But that's not funny. It really isn't. But the Bulls, like, like <laughs> they're just there, like. What? <laughs> Like they're like trying to like say they had nothing to do with it, but like just head head to toe and all bulls decked gear. out. He's got bulls gear that's not even out yet. <laughs> he has next season's He's merch. He's got next season stuff. Wow, <laughs> you're right, man. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but things like that. I guess that's probably what they were concerned about. You yeah, know? they didn't want something bad to happen, and by association, they were going to look bad as a franchise. Yeah, I thought it was a cool insight, especially for like fans that that. You know, saw Rose grow as a bull. Like, I didn't know that about his brother. Yeah, like, I, didn't, I didn't know that until I was watching the documentary either. Yeah, I didn't know that they lived in a freaking two-bedroom house with, like, 15 people. And some of them were crackheads. <clears throat> Do you remember the part where he's like, I used to pick up, uh, like, fucking crack needles or crack pipes. And uh-huh. I used to give them to my grandma and ask and that, her, what, yeah, what, what are these? these? Yeah, Bro, like, that's fucking crazy. And you don't think about that. And it kind of makes sense going full circle because every time... <laughs> Every time Rose would cry, like uh-huh. when he won MVP or like when he got his uh, Adidas, the year the Adidas, yeah, and he would thank his mom. It's like he remembers all those fucking yeah. hard times, you know. Which I mean, it's kind of cool that he doesn't try to like put this like gangster shield over him and was like, yeah, whatever, I earned this, you know. Like he literally <laughs> talks about gangster voice. Yeah, what's up? No, you know, like. He was like real, and like his, that was a real ass reaction to winning uh, MVP and stuff. Which I guess Kevin Durant did that too, but Kevin Durant's a little bitch, so. <laughs> bro. He is, nah. yeah. But Derrick Rose did it first. Yeah, you know. Um, I guess that that's kind of uh, my second segment I want to get into. 
There was a lot of crying in that in that documentary, man. Most of it from Rose. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you think about it, there was a lot of crying from Rose. Um, do you think his emotions kind of kind of help shape his path? And and by that I mean like you well you know how he didn't want to come back and he didn't want to play because he wasn't fully recovered. Right. Do you think he was just being too emotional about it, or he was that was a smart move? Like. Thinking I think about a, his future. Yeah, I think that was a smart move. Like, I, I remember when when the documentary got to that point in time, like after his first injury, and when he came back for like ten games and got injured again. Yeah. Uh, like I remember that point in time, like as it was happening. Yeah. Like I remember when um, when the documentary was talking about how oh you know the doctors say he's cleared to play like but he's not playing. Like, he's out here in the warm-up, shooting around, doing all this stuff, but he's not playing. Like, he'll warm up, like be drenched in sweat, like, <laughs> right. go change, and then he'll sit in his suit on the bench. And you clearly remember watching And that. I remember watching that, and I was one of those people. I was pissed. I was like, what do you mean he's not playing? Like, he's fine. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. And I remember watching that. But it, it's funny how, and I think it was Joking Noah who, who, like, hit the nail on the head for me. He's like, I remember selfishly wanting him to come back. Yeah. Like, even if he didn't think it was ready or, you know, he wasn't comfortable, like, it didn't matter to me at the time. I just wanted him to play because I wanted to win or, like, because yeah. I wanted to watch it. He nailed it, really, with yeah. that statement, yeah. And that that's exactly how I felt at that time, too. Because I was like, oh, well, the doctor, if the doctor says you can play, you should no, play. What's your deal, yeah. Yeah. But him being, like, emotional, being like, you know what, let me take my time. I don't want to fuck this up. Right. I think... I personally think that had a lot to do with it. Um, but at the time, I didn't know what was going through his head, you know? Right. Um, and I, I got something here that someone uh, pulled up when I was looking at <clears throat> um, research. They kind of gave an idea where he was being pulled, and they made it a racial thing about mm-hmm. that, that particular time where he didn't want to play. So they're saying that a lot of people in Chicago – primarily white people who had mm. money invested in the bulls were like either they had season tickets or right. they had enough money to go to the games because ticket sales were pretty up at that point mm-hmm. like i think they were at the all-time I high mean, yeah well not well, from jordan all-time high this, this this millennium generation yeah. yeah they're saying that the, that demographic had a different uh view on his injury because they wanted him to play selfishly where they just want to see him perform right where a lot of like black people or people of color especially on the south side were like no like let him do his thing like he's ready right. when he's ready they treated him like a little brother like a you know a cousin that yeah they, you know and they, they touched on that theme like throughout the whole documentary how yeah and he... there was a there was a guy the reporter uh vincent goodwill that spoke on it he he really nailed it man he was like uh he he pretty much said while one faction and one in one faction you know, you really want him to play. Well, pretty much what I just said. Right. But, you know, I I think at that point, I was one of the selfish ones, just like you were, where right. I was like, well, fuck that. Like, if he's ready, he's ready. Yeah, like, if the doctor says he can play, he can fucking play. But you think that's that's a racial thing where just white people didn't really care about his health? They just wanted to see a good performance? Uh, I, I, I feel like that's hard to say. Because like, I, I would agree with the majority, probably. Yeah, because I mean, because Chicago people, is segregated in that sense. Yeah, where for people who are invested in the Bulls, like have money invested in the Bulls, mm-hmm. the best thing that could happen to your investment is they win a championship. Yeah, because then you know ticket prices go up, the merchandise goes up, everything is selling, all the games are sold out. Right. So you get the most out of your investment. 
And from that perspective, I, I can see how people can forget that at the end of the day, these are people's lives. Yeah. I think as an athlete, and not just Rose, but there's a lot of athletes where you forget that, you know, shit comes first. Like, you, they have family members or right. they can't, you know, just get up and leave and, like, relocate. Like, shit right. like that. Yeah, and the, and the same thing happened, too, skipping ahead a little bit. When uh, Derrick Rose was with the Knicks, mm-hmm. and there was like that week span where he just left, like he disappeared. <laughs> they, they, I like that they they talked about that. Yeah, he straight up just didn't even show up to the game. Yeah. Like he went ghost. He just went ghost mode. Yeah, and so that I feel like it's the same thing because even when he was in New York, uh, they had the clips from the commentators and all the people would be like, "Oh, you know, you got to find out where he is." Uh. And then you got to either uh, suspend him or bench him or something. And if you can't do that, you got to try to trade him. And if you can't trade him, you got to cut him from your team. Yeah. And, like, yeah, that was it. Like, it was cut and simple in their minds. Yeah. And then watching, you know, watching that and then immediately following up with them interviewing Derrick Rose. And he's like, yeah, you know, it was just, it was too much. Yeah, it was too like much all pressure. The pressure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it makes sense. Like, even, even in, like, everyday life, like, I'm sure most people listening... Uh, you know, some days you're just like, fuck, like, you know, your head's like overloaded. Like a mental, like, breakdown almost. Yeah, like you're having like a breakdown. You're just like, you got, you're trying to process too many things. But then now imagine doing that while you're this NBA player, you know, people are constantly talking trash to you, saying how you're washed up and like, you know, and knowing that all those people used to be your fans, like they used to love you. That's crazy, yeah. So like, I can't even imagine like what is, what that feeling is. So the only person you could really talk to is your mom. Is your mom, yeah. Yeah. And he really he legit said, Oh, I just had to talk to my mom. Like Yeah. There like, was no was nothing behind it. Like there's no like controversy with the team. Like I just needed to talk to my mom. Yeah, that so is crazy. I really like the documentary for that aspect. Because it gave you a yeah. really in depth look at you know, what was happening in his mind throughout these moments, like when he was getting injured over and over again, when he had to take this leave of absence when he was with the Knicks, when he got traded. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I that was one of the clips that. that they put up on. It was like everywhere. That, I, I know. That, I saw it on that Facebook. I saw yeah. it on YouTube. I saw it on uh, Instagram. I saw it everywhere. So I guess everyone that hasn't seen that clip, um, there's a there's a clip. He's getting interviewed by the producers of the documentary, and they were they're it, it's like if it was written really. They were talking about, oh, you know, where do you see yourself? Like, do you think you're gonna get traded? And he's like, yeah. no, nah, you know, like I really want to be with the Bulls. Like, you know, I'm. That's my team. That's my home. Like, you know, we're going to win. We have you know, all this potential. Yeah. And then he gets a phone call from his agent and he was like, hey, man, like, I want to tell you first, like, you're getting traded to New York. Yeah. And dude, Derek Rose starts crying. Yeah. <laughs> he starts crying. And, and like, you could hear it, you know, because he's mic'd up. Yeah. You could hear it. And um, in my head, it, like, at first I was kind of like laughing. But then I realized, like, holy shit, like, he really loved the Bulls. Like, yeah, like, this was a, well, this is home. Yeah. And then you could even hear, like, the, the agent, uh, He's like, hey, man, like, gather, you know, right. gather yourself. Like, don't tell anybody. Like, I want to tell you first. Mm-hmm. And then Derek was like, I'm just I'm just overwhelmed. And like, I'm you know, like <laughs> yeah. he's trying to, like, be cool like, about it. But be cool about it. Bro, that's crazy, man. Like, and as, like, again, as a fan, like, I remember, oh, he got traded to the Knicks. And then I remember seeing his, his first, uh, like, he was answering questions, his Q&A. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, someone asked, like, oh, what do you want to tell the Bulls? Like, honestly, I just want to say thank you. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, you don't get that insight. Like, we didn't know about that call. Like, we didn't know, right. the, you All know, that stuff. That I thought it was, on. I thought it was really cool to see that, like, happen and unfold. Um, fucking Rose, man. Yeah, but I think if the, the documentary gives you just a good, 
gives you a good idea that it, it reminds you that you know all these players like they're humans you know yeah. and they all come from their pers- yeah you know from the bulk of them come from like super humble beginnings yeah like um, even um uh, I guess the name that jumps out the most to me because it's fucking LeBron James is LeBron James. Oh, who's that? Oh, you know LeBron. Oh, LeBron. You know, be- uh, believe Land. <laughs> believe Land. Believe wow. Land. Yeah, like uh, th- that was almost the same upbringing. Like he got raised by his mom. He had no father figure. Yeah. His coach was really like the closest thing he had to a dad. His teammates. His were, teammates. Like, his boys. He, he grew up playing basketball, and now you know he does all that he can to give back for. Uh, God, what's it called? Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree 100%. I also love what I love about LeBron um, is that he reps Akron, too, which is like a, a city close to Cleveland. Yeah. So he even says to himself, like, I'm technically not from Cleveland. Like, right. I'm from Akron. So it's like pretty cool how he like even narrows it down that much. Right. To where he's really from. Because um, that's where he opened the school, too, right? He opened the school up. I in believe Akron? so, yeah. Which recently they were headlining uh, news articles that they. Uh, they were overachieved. They excelled. Their, nice. uh, everyone was doing really Yeah, really well. like better than what everyone thought. Um, but yeah, man, Derrick Rose, I that was a reminder of how much I used to like Derrick Rose. Like, <laughs> I honestly forgot how dope it was to see them. And uh, even yeah. when like Jimmy, Jimmy Butler came after him, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, we get wrapped around this whole like Butler thing and this whole new wave of Bulls. But then you got to go back to like, Derrick Rose, and you gotta go go back to uh, uh, Kirk Heinrich, and you gotta go back to you know even the Ben Wallace, like oh gosh, dude, it was. And then I was trying to go back like hard yeah, as fuck, trace to, like, it back, trace it back. That's as far as I got. No, the I mean that was Kirk basically Heinrich, it. Uh, uh, Chris Kirk Heinrich got drafted in 03. No Sioni with No Sioni, Ben Gordon, and uh, I think uh, Luol Deng was with him at one point. Luol Deng, uh, these uh, well all the, that whole Tyson team Chandler came yeah. together like in. Let's say 2005, right? From like 05 to like 08. Yeah, and then you can't really go back that much further. Like you go back, you get uh, Ron Artest. Uh, oh, that's right, uh, Crawford. What's Jamal his first Crawford? Name? Jamal Crawford. Yep. And uh, the other guy, the really big dude. Oh, I said Eddie Curry already, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you get those guys, and then right before those guys, they had Jordan, and they were winning championships. Right. So then, yeah, we're not too far off with generations yeah. of, of it, it's not that far off but looking i, I think the, the documentary was important for the sake of highlighting how important derrick rose was right like even uh when you go to a game in the united center uh you know if you get there like 10 or so minutes before the game actually starts they play this big ass clip that goes like through like the whole bulls history yeah and they start with like the black and white clips of like the the early earliest like games, Bob Love and all them. Yeah. yeah, and then it gets to like when they drafted Jordan, when they were winning championships. Right, and then after that, it goes to drafting Derrick Rose, like going uh, going that first round against uh, the Celtics. Oh my God, they even touched on that in the they, documentary. And that, bro, I'm so glad they talked about that, <laughs> bro. That shit was amazing. Because that was so amazing. Like I remember. I remember watching that, and I was, like, losing my mind every game. Yeah. Because they were winning games. And right, I was like, right. shit, they're going to beat the Celtics, which Dude. at the time the Celtics had just won a championship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they had Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce. Yep. And, you know, um, that's, like, the bulk of what it is. That reminds me of watching that series. And I remember watching it at our boy Rob's house. Yeah. And I remember because his dad's a really big Celtics fan. <laughs> so that was, like, the rivalry, you know. But, yeah. Dude, you're right. I I think they nailed it with 
giving you a slight history of mm-hmm. um, what he means to the team. He was really a staple to Bulls history. Yeah, like that's what you're gonna look back on. Like when you look at from when he got drafted until he left, you know that's Derrick Rose's team. I think he is one of the few players that you can wear a Derrick Rose Bulls jersey and not get laughed at or made fun of. You know, like wait, who's <laughs> laughing at you for wearing Bulls jerseys, what? bro? Okay, so you know how like if you wear like an old play, like say you have like a. <laughs> Like a a oh. Bears jersey and it's like Rex Grossman, you know, like like ah look at this guy, <laughs> look at this guy, he can't fucking afford the new one, that. you know, yeah, like exactly, like you know, like yeah, or if you have fucking I don't know, like a uh, like I wouldn't wear a Ben Wallace jersey, like, yeah, if you have a Ben Wallace jersey or like uh, oh a Chris Duhon jersey, Chris Duhon exactly yeah. with his fucking ears, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or CJ Watson or something like yeah, that, yeah, CJ Watson or fucking DJ Augustine, we had a lot of two random people. Ooh, should we try our, our, our random player test? Random player test. Ooh, All right. Okay. So, okay, try to name players that weren't, like, in the spotlight. Uh, PJ Brown. Ah, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, uh, was that the chubby guy? I, uh, No, he wasn't that chubby. No, right? He, he was, was just, just a really, chubby guy. He was old. Okay. What about... um? I had so many before I came up with this game. Uh, I think Brad Miller was his name okay man slow down no nah. i'm gonna i'm gonna double check that one while you think of a name okay um well i mean we had the white mamba for sure but he kind of had his own comedy spotlight yeah like he was his own thing scalabrini uh Ooh, nah he was pretty good who R- rick hamilton oh yeah he was pretty good yeah. it was brad miller was it yeah, Brad Miller is a American former professional basketball player, two-time All-Star. Oh, shit. Oh, really? Yeah. How? Nah. He played for six teams. Kyle Korver. Okay, Kyle Korver. That's that one's one. not that obscure, though. You don't, uh, you don't think so? I'm not going to count this one because I saw it here, but uh, John Salmons. Salmons, I remember him. I remember he that guy. That good. Uh, oh, what's the other guy from Cleveland? Uh, Elgoskis? Or is Elgoskis Ooh. something like that? Elgoskis, Elgoskis, right? yeah, the big ass bald dude. Yeah, he was on the Bulls. He was on the. Bulls. He came with John Solomon's. Did he really? Yeah. No shit. Uh, let's see. You had Carlos Boozer. Carlos Boozer. Um, you had uh, G- uh Goodwin. Goodwin. It was like a bald guy. Good Goodwin. <laughs> Gooden. Gooden. There you go. <laughs> Goodwin. You're all going to the school. <laughs> Goodwin, bro. Like they because like, they good, won. Good they game, won guys. Yeah, yeah. Goodwin. <laughs> You know, smack the butt. Um, <laughs> bad Bulls players. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay, so maybe this game wasn't a good game. I, I guess not for you. I came up with like four names. Oh, here we go. Okay, so when you're looking at a list. Uh, no, he's still pretty good. <laughs> oh, Tyrus Thomas. Oh, well, that guy was good, though. He was well, tall. He was decent. They had a one player that went went over to OKC and got hurt. Oh, man. Not doing a whole lot for me there, man. All right, you know what? Fuck this game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Do, do you have anything else that you wanted to talk about for the for the uh, Derrick Rose documentary? Uh, yeah, go watch it. Because if you were a slightest, like, even if you liked the Bulls for from 2008 to 2000, what, like 15, 14? Yeah. Um, I think you should you should definitely enjoy this documentary. Uh, yeah, no, I, I I give it. What would you rate it? I don't I don't know. I feel like 
I, I feel like it's really uh, it's really targeted. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you weren't actually following the Bulls during that time, like this documentary means basically nothing. Tony Snell. Oh, he's pretty good with Milwaukee, he? though. Is he? No, I'm still trying. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I feel like if you weren't following the Bulls, like you're not going to take much away from it. That's true. So well, I, I would recommend it. If even you for were the a Bulls Chicago fan. aspect, though? Because I feel like they don't play into that too much. Like they they mention it, like uh, that part about the segregation and like how you had two Chicago's yeah. and how Derrick Rose was like uniting both of the Chicago's. Uh, I know Chance says some other stuff about uh, Chicago and like on a broader scale. I feel like they touch on it, but they didn't really. It it didn't go anywhere. Right. They didn't give much insight yeah. other than like that. unless unless you're there to watch and learn more about Derrick Rose, I don't think you're gonna care for it much. Okay. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, but what would you rate it though? Oh, for me, I would rate it like a four out of five. Oh, okay. Because it was really good. Like watching, bro. Like I got so I got nervous. Did you get emotional? Be honest. I did. I, I did. Oh I was gonna man. Get into this. Nah. <laughs> when uh when it cut to the playoff series, uh, uh I forgot the year. But they they showed it. It was outside the United Center. It said playoffs game one versus Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And like my heart, like oh. my stomach sank because you know that's when it happened. Because that's when it happened. Yeah, the the and injury. That's when the first ACL injury happened. Yep. And it was just the the slightest jump. Like he didn't even yeah. go up for the layup. Like he passed it. Yeah. And so like watching it again, I was like, just reading that, knowing that it was gonna happen. Like you know when you got that that sinking feeling in your stomach. Hmm. Um. Like, you feel like you have to throw up, but, like, you know you don't, and it's just, like, that feeling. Yeah. And so... Like, opening up a box of Krispy Kremes, knowing there's only one left, it's like, you just <laughs> know, like, you got, you know, this is it. Like, this is... It's over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> yeah. I guess I do. <laughs> I'm and, kidding, guys. I'm kidding. No. Yeah, and then just watching him jump, and, like, watching the injury happening, and then him talking about the injury. Oh, yeah. Because he was like, oh, you know, like, I jumped, and I felt it. I felt it tear, like, a little bit. And as then, soon as he landed. Yeah, and he's like, when I landed, and I was on the floor, like, that's when I when I felt it rip all the way. And I was like, why do you have to talk about it? Wow. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, you know, as soon as I uh, put my hands over my head, like. That's when he knew. And, like, you remember, like, watching this. And, like, yeah. it's kind of cool, though, in a way, because it's, like, when you watch it, you don't really know what's going on in their head. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of players talk about their injuries. I mean, why would they, you know? But Right. Yeah, it was kind of cool hearing his perspective. Yeah, you know? like, hearing his dialogue about how it happened. Yeah. And then, again, like, Every time they showed one of his injuries, I had that feeling in my stomach. Because I remember watching it when it was happening. Like, I remember watching that game. Yeah. And just being like, fuck. Well, like, he's hurt again. And then, yeah. No, that's exactly what it was. It's and like, he only played, what, 10 games? It was like 10 games before he tore his meniscus. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know. I feel like I just got bad luck, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> even uh, if you remember a few years back, uh, Paul George, another basketball player who Ooh. at the time played for the Pacers, yeah, um, in a scrimmage getting ready for to play in the Olympics for Team USA, he he went up for a lay to, for a putback. It was a putback dunk, I think, mm-hmm. and he landed awkwardly and he just he broke his bone in his leg. And yeah. I remember watching that scrimmage. Oh, you saw it live. I watched it happen. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just watching that, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, it was terrible. I remember what I was eating. I remember where the food <laughs> was from. Like, I remember who I was with. Like, yeah. I remember all of that stuff. That's crazy. And um, 
same thing when uh, this guy got hurt at the beginning of last year. Um, oh God, what's his name? Uh, Gordon Haywood. Oh, from the Celtics. The guy, yeah, the guy who's on the Celtics yeah. now, the big white dude. Yeah. Uh, the first game when somebody lobbed it up to him and he went up for a, for to dunk it, and then he landed and he just broke his foot. That's crazy, man. And like I remember watching that too. Bro, like, you just gotta stop. No, well, yeah. he played against LeBron that game. I remember that. Yeah, he like played was, against Cleveland. That was yeah. Opening day, Cleveland yeah. versus Celtics because Kyrie had just left. Oh, that's right. That makes sense. And uh, yeah, just like watching all those injuries, like I don't know, it, it sucks watching those things, man. Well, you, I say you gotta just you know stop watching basketball for a while. Nah, apparently people's lives are at stake. Nah, um, man, Zion Williams, dude, I remember watching his toe get bruised. <laughs> they were shoe busted out of the when the foot busted out of the shoe, man. Like that was tragic, dude. Honestly, that's all it was. Like, thank God nothing happened. But yeah. if you really think about it, this motherfucker—at least a toe <laughs> nail got clipped or something. Like, nothing really happened to him. It was just scary. Like, yeah, yeah. He no. still has no handles though. But we'll talk oh about that. God, that was bad. Talk about that in a different episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so guess, what do you give it? I, I gave it my rating. Ooh, I don't know. You you didn't give it one yet. Honestly, um. I I enjoy documentaries, and this one kind of hit home because, like, Derrick Rose was the shit. So, this is gonna be super biased. I would give it a five out of five. Five out of five. Yeah. See, that's why I, that's why I gave it a four. Just so you won't be biased. Just so I didn't seem like I was being biased. I don't give a fuck. This was super biased. I give it five out of five. Especially the moment that got me was the trade call when the oh, that when, one. when the agent called him and told him he was going to New York. Um, and then the, it was dope because they even. They even go into explaining how he felt during the little, uh, what was it, uh, how many points did he put up with the Timberwolves? Oh, 50? 50, yeah. And that was like, I that was like, it felt like that was a couple weeks ago, <laughs> like really. Yeah, honestly. It yeah, was. and you know, they talk about it in the documentary and it's like, damn, like, knowing what I know now and all that he went through in Chicago and the injuries right. and all that, that 50 point game just must've felt like a fucking, well, yeah, that's why at the end of the game, he was like crying and stuff yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, the, the part that got me when they were talking about that, that this past season mm-hmm. was when he came back and he was playing in the United center and he was shooting free throws and they started chanting at see, Yeah. <laughs> yep. And they started chanting MVP for him. That little smile he had that when smile. he was shooting that free throw and then he cracked the smile. Yeah. Like, and it just, it made me happy hearing people cheer for him and you know calling him an mvp yeah because usually like it'll be a like a, a traitor sense where yeah you like, go back to your hometown and like, yeah they don't want you like, there booing him and stuff man he must have felt good as fuck um but yeah five out of five for sure was <laughs> 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 six out of five now that i forgot oh, about shit, that part. i fucked up uh yeah thank you guys for joining us on this awesome derrick rose uh memory lane uh memory lane fucking broadcast broadcast Podcast, broadcast, podcast. Ooh, broadcast, podcast, past, pasta, pasta sauce. Back to the spaghetti. <laughs> so, what kind of spaghetti was it, man? It was Rose, uh, Rosalini. Rosalini. Perfect. There you go. Uh, tune in next week where we have a different topic, different discussion, different edits, different, um, different clothes, different clothes. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, should we just tell them? I, I feel like we should tell them. I think you should tell them. <laughs> so Renee came over, you know, we're setting up the production, we're setting up the lights and everything. Um I'm getting ready, you know, I'm fixing the camera. And then in the camera I have footage from last week's episode. Uh and I'm, I'm you know, I'm I'm putting it up and uh I looked down at my shirt and I was like, "Wait a second. 
And I look at the camera footage. And I was like, dude, I'm wearing the exact same outfit, bro. He's like, no, you're good, man. You know, people are not going to notice. Like, no, people are going to know. That's how you end up on those fucking memes. Now. Uh, when you thought no one would notice. Right. And your boy has on a different wardrobe. No. So uh, up, man. <laughs> there you go, guys. I, I went to change just for you. Um, now, now I'm all nervous. No. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for rocking with us. This has uh, been your host with the most. Trado, you already know. Oh, you want me to say it? <sighs> See, we got to work on that, bro. The... Well, it's because it's sometimes you say the whole thing. Sometimes you don't. Okay, I, I don't, so I don't sometimes Derrick Rose goes up for a layup. But sometimes he passes it out to the three-point line. And uh, I'm Renee from the other day. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Uh, tune in next week. You already know. Trado without a radio. All right. Cool. All right. Oh, I missed. <laughs> yeah, keep that in.